0: What's up ladies and gents, it's your buddy Gavin, as you can hear, the final five minutes of the Bruins Blues Game 7 is going on behind me, I'll let you listen for a second, see you can hear that, anyway, I don't need to uh, wait till the end of the game to know the outcome because Jordan Biddington of the Blues has faced at least 29 if not 30 shots and none have gone in, the Bruins are down 3 nothing, and this thing is about as over as over gets, so... We're going to call Andy Maslin, hopefully sooner than later. And then we're actually going to talk to pundit Cindy Harrington and her friend Erin. They've been watching the game in Dorchester tonight. Dorchester. And uh, we'll see what those two giant Bruins fan lovely ladies have to say. By the way, as I was speaking, the Blues just scored again. 4 nothing. So the series is over. Congratulations to the same Blues Blues. No theme song. Andy Maslin coming up right after I press pause and, co- press pause and call him. As promised, Andy Maslin joins us. And by the way, Andy told me at the end of the second period it was gonna be four to one blues and he was really close, except the Bruins aren't even gonna do him the favor of hitting the one. So uh this one's over. And you should yeah, have got, I, you should have gone to Hootie you should have gone on tour with Hootie so you could have been with Hootie again tonight. <laughs> I,
1: I, I should have. I'm currently watching Homestead Rescue on Discovery Channel. What is
0: Homestead Rescue? I don't know about that one. We'll get to the Bruins um, in a minute
1: first time I've I've actually watched it. Uh, It appears that they get get these people who are kind of living off the grid and have these, like, borderline ranch kind of living on there, off the fat of the land type people that are uh, struggling. And these kind of expert wheelers come out and fix them. At this point, they're trying to protect this place from California wildfires.
0: Well, isn't that lovely?
1: I've only been watching for about three minutes, so I'm really not.
0: Because you were watching Jurassic World before this, right?
1: Uh, I slipped I into that in between the first and second period because I didn't want to listen to anything they had to say. Um, first time I've seen that, the most unbelievable thing about that, I don't know who they were. Um, I'm assuming they were the two people who took the place of the um, – the kid and the the boy and the girl in the first one yep. uh, and there seemed to be two boys they were driving a jeep and the most unbelievable thing about that they appeared to be driving standard I didn't think anyone under the age of like us knew how to drive standard Correct. so I was shocked
0: by that Correct. well that's a good review of Jurassic World hopefully everybody's seen it spoiler alert, it doesn't count uh, alright Andy, I'm not going to take up too much of your time it's 10.32 in the east the game isn't officially over but it's over Blues, congratulations. First championship in franchise history. Just want to be a good sport for one second. But, Andy, do you know what was at stake tonight? Besides the Stanley Cup, the 1935-36 city of Detroit won the Triple Crown at the time. The Tigers, the Lions, and the Red Wings won consecutive championships. Celtics crapped the bet earlier, but the Bruins had a chance. They got it to a Game 7, and they pulled a little Celtics action right here at the end. So congratulations to Detroit for uh, holding on to the only city to ever have a triple crown in three major American sports at once.
1: Would have been nice means nothing because I'm assuming at that time um, there were more, uh, like at this card there were probably more teams in the NHL than there were professional sports teams at that time and all the leagues combined.
0: Correct. So. There was also no NBA, so they couldn't have the Pistons screwed up for them yeah. because the Pistons weren't invented yet. Um, so my big takeaway is real quickly Blues are better on 5-5. Five and five. In Game 7, the refs always put their whistles in their pockets, and the players cut out the shenanigans because they know everything matters. So, one power play tonight... Obviously Bruins didn't score because Jordan Bennington is Michael Jordan plus God equals Jordan Bennington right now. But anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought Bennington played well. I thought he played real well. I actually watching it, I thought he was shaky early. You did. Uh, there, were some re- there were a couple rebounds that he let go that the Bruins couldn't capitalize on. The Marshawn on one-timer in front that he made a save on, if you look at that, he tripped over his own two feet. And Marshawn didn't finish. He put the puck right in the middle of the net. Um you know, that happens with goalies. Uh, Bruins didn't capitalize, allowed him to kind of, you know, not have a shaky start, not be burnt by it. And then he played awesome down the stretch. Uh, I thought the Bruins, they played awful. Um, not only Marshawn on done that bad change on the second yes. goal with a couple seconds left in the first, but you could kind of see a lack of effort. um by the rest of the team coming back on that play. You saw, um, I forget who it was, coming up with the puck, and there was just really no urgency from the Bruins coming back. I don't know if they assumed that just 10 seconds left, nothing was going to happen, but that was plenty of time. Um, On the third goal, um, it was Chara and McAvoy going back. The guy in the Blues was chasing the puck in the corner. McAvoy was... On the corner, going towards the guy in the corner, he wasn't going to get there quickly. And him and Chara switched, and neither one did anything. Neither one pressured the shooter, and neither one covered the guy in front because they were switching, and it was too late for the switch. And then Pasternak was not um, hustling, coming back. It's the Stanley Cup Finals. It's Game Seven. There's
0: <laughs> literally like, no excuse.
1: <laughs> no. What What are you doing? It's It's mind blowing.
0: Yeah, I mean the big the big takeaway was the Bruins and did what we've seen from other home teams. They tried to win the game in the first 10 minutes. They couldn't. The Blues went 16 minutes between shots, and then in the first period, like you alluded to, they scored in their final two of the period. Uh,
1: uh, like, I'm sick of, too, like being on Facebook and Twitter. I'm sick of these simpleton fans. Oh, there's going to be a message from Poppy on the Jumbo Tron. The crowd's going to go no, what's nuts. No way the Bruins lose. Home mice, this that doesn't matter. Oh mice, the
0: they went one, one and it's three. They went one and three in the series. <laughs> Home but ice.
1: Every team scores more goals is going to win. I don't care anything <laughs> else that's going on in the frickin' building. Whoever scores more goals is going to win. These guys are professionals. The uh, the oh, it's four to
0: one, Andy. It's four to one. Out. You call the score. Holy cow, guys. Andy Maslin literally an hour ago said it's going to be four to one, St. Louis. Um. Oh. One thing
1: I will say that I did love, and I noticed this last game, and I b- forgot to bring it up. Yeah. During the Bruins PA, PA announcement of the starting lineups, they still announced Craig Berube as the interim the interim
0: coach. coach. Yes, yeah, hilarious.
1: <laughs> Which is one hundred percent factual. Um, well, clearly they didn't thought,
0: give him the upgrade. I, I just
1: thought, like, it felt little dig. I loved it.
0: But they, it's clearly they didn't give him the upgrade because of superstition, right? The team didn't want to like elevate him until the run was over, and of course, um,
1: could could be two things. Um, one could have been the team didn't want to do it. Could have been Barubi saying because they're going to keep them They decided probably long before the playoff run even started they were going to keep him because they played so well down the stretch. Right. Either they said uh, they have a deal in place, but they didn't want to announce it because they were in a good uh, flow. Yeah. Or Baruvi. I mean, it is a business. Baruvi knowing he's going to keep the job anyway, You know they're not going to get rid of him. Him negotiating as Stanley Cup champion gets him more money.
0: That's right. That's right. He can say Stanley Cup championship coach from now on. Stanley uh,
1: Cup championship interim coach.
0: Interim coach. Do you know, I don't, I'm not going to have the crack research team do this. They've done enough tonight. But I wonder if he's the first interim coach to ever win the Stanley Cup. <laughs>
1: um, I want to say there's a crazy story back in the day. And it, might, it's not, it might not be hockey. So it wouldn't be the Stanley Cup. But there's a crazy story from back in the day where... Oh, well, was fired, Steve like, Fisher the
0: won playoffs. the Michigan... Well, for Michigan, they won when he was the interim coach. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he, he came right late in the season. But I don't
0: know but if there, it's ever happened in, like, the NHL. There's, like, know. another story with,
1: like, a, an overzealous owner. Like, back when it was more,
0: like, the Wild Oh, it was best. probably, like, a uh, Steinbrenner team. Yeah. You know, George Steinbrenner yeah. probably fired Billy Martin for the ninth time. Anyway, yeah. we're talking about Billy Martin, so you know things didn't go well. Uh... Amazing! Amazing how um, it was just a game five repeat all over again. Like the Bruin, you mentioned it, the home home ice. The Blues will become tonight the first team to ever win the Stanley Cup with a losing record on the the, on the at home. Excuse me, in the playoffs they were six and seven at home in the playoffs, which goes to show you how amazing they were on the road. They won ten of their playoff games. On I the think road. they were 10, ten and three on the road. Unfriggin' believable. Unfriggin' believable. That's unbelievable. I think it's unbelievable. I mean there's no I mean I I'm, If I don't just keep saying unbelievable, I'm gonna go into a profanity lace tirade, so I, I
1: why do you think I'm watching
0: Jurassic World. Homestead Rescue. Homestead Rescue. Um, alright, so let me get you this for you. Final thoughts on the season. You proud of the bees? You a little pissed off right now? A little bit of both.
1: I, I'm not one of those people who gets too pissed off or too overly excited. But it was a good run. You get this far, you want to win. Um, I, I think that they, whatever they, they should have won. Um I already saw a few people on on Facebook saying, "Yeah, oh, I told you, Tuca wasn't a steal." Like it's like, dude, shut oh up. come
0: on, that's silly,
1: Um Brian. Or I think. I think if tonight's game was close, I think with um, you know, like a five to four or four to three, or even a two to one, I think you could have seen Tucker get the the uh the con Smythe as the playoff MVP, but I think it's gonna go to Ryan O'Reilly.
0: Oh yeah, so here's the problem. Like O'Reilly definitely deserves it because Biddington when he was bad in the series was was bad. Um Yeah. But but you know
1: I think I think O'Reilly listens to the podcast though because I think after game two I called him out.
0: You did, and you know what he did? Scored like six goals, and five goals, and then three my, assists. My my bad. My bad.
1: <laughs> and, and now my phone is blowing up with people who haven't talked to me in years. Oh, uh, the right, lost. Yeah.
0: I am Fuck too. I, I'm I'm guessing. By the way, this gives me a good reason. By the way, filibuster freestyle drinking game. Whenever you hear noises that aren't myself or the guest Andy Maslin in this case. Any other noises, whether it's me, you know, slamming my table, whether it's Andy burping, whether it's Andy's dog barking, whether it's people texting us, you got to drink. Whatever's in hey, front of you. you.
1: Can you just hold on one second? It looks like they're installing a um, water supply here to save them from the wildfires. I just want to see how it works. Oh yeah, uh, no, no, it's uh, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's going to be good. Okay, never mind. I got it. Oh, good, good news, good news. <laughs> but uh, Philip was to freestyle. By the way, subscribe on on all of our vehicles. Andy, um, here comes the handshake. Good times. So you think it's going to be O'Reilly over Biddington for the uh, Mice? I do because
1: I don't think Biddington, Biddington wasn't consistent enough. I mean, after tonight's performance, it could go to Biddington, but I, I think it'll go to O'Reilly.
0: Yeah, I think O'Reilly deserves it. It's tough for a positional player to get it over a goalie who was that good. But to your point, they lost a couple games, five to one, seven to two. So anyway, um, any other thoughts, buddy? No. Perfect. I appreciate you've done this with me. Really good stuff. The good news is it got you out of having to do what was the worst ever triple crown horse racing season in the history of triple crown horse racing. But we did, we did
1: one. We had a three second discussion about that and that was done with. So.
0: Right. But the good news is it's almost Wimbledon, which means we got to dust off the old racket.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was ready. I, I watched I watched some French Open tennis. So, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go.
0: How about that Nadal, number 18?
1: I liked it. Liked it. I mean he's so good on Clay. Hey, can we get a can we get a one-minute discussion on your thoughts on the uh, on the US women? Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. This is good. Um, good timing. So yesterday the United States women's national soccer team won 13-0 against Thailand. And a lot of people are pissed off for them running at the score, but people are rightly saying that gold differentiation differential matters because If you tie somebody else and you have bad goal differential, and two teams are, you know, vying to get the second spot to advance to the next round, then you shot yourself in the foot. So no disrespect, sorry, no problem with them scoring as many goals as they can. Uh, I actually, if they want to celebrate like they're all six-year-old kids when they score their eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth goal, that's on them. They're big girls, and so is Thailand. But here's what I think: two things. One, Thailand shouldn't be allowed in this competition. There's a reason there are weight classes in boxing. There's a reason there's an NCAA championship and then a national like an NFL championship. The level of play is different. I don't care. It's not fair. Boo-hoo. They shouldn't be in the tournament. If they're not competitive, the goal differential is not okay. My solution is like Mercy rule in softball or a TKO in boxing. If it's seven to nothing, that's the maximum goal differential. Game ends, no injuries, no BS. Get out the field, and by the way, don't let a team like that in the World Cup ever again. Those are my thoughts.
1: Like, so here are my thoughts. One, I have no problem with them thirteen to nothing. Two, I don't think they were doing it for goal differential. I think they were doing it because they wanted to. I yeah, yeah I really don't think they're thinking, oh, we got to put up thirteen, you because know, that's going to make a big difference. I don't think. I think they wanted they wanted to score thirteen goals, so they did. The celebration, I think, it's a little over the top. That's just not my style. Uh, right. I think sometimes like the 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 sports gods come back to haunt you when you do stuff. like that's that.
0: That's the other point, and that's I, what, you know it, it's an American team, so I don't want to root against the United States of America. But the karma police are watching, and scoring thirteen when you only need when you only needed one. <laughs> I'm just saying when you need one, it's going to be probably tough to get.
1: Yeah, the thing is just about women's sports in general, In the United States. In a few other countries, women's sports are important or, you know, more important than they are in other countries. They're no question. Here, a lot of people playing in most under- other countries, they're not that developed yet. So when you try to base a women's tournament the same as the men's tournament, you end up with teams that don't belong in there. And when you say, oh, it should be treated differently, people say no, men's and women's are the same. It's not the same. You can't put these – I know, and, like, you'll see it in the Olympics, and you'll see it in, you know, the host countries that, that get into the World Cup that don't belong there. It's a huge difference. You want to continue to do that, especially in some of these women's sports with the United States. Um, you know, you look at, at hockey, you know, you watch it. It's always the um, United States, Canada, and, like, Sweden and Finland. There's the, You know, and the other ones are just a joke. You put them on the world stage – you put any other team against these big teams, it happens. It happens in the World Cup. Thirteen nothing, big difference. You know, I, I look look back. I'd say there were probably a lot of. You know, I think the, the point spread was like six or six and a half, which is huge for soccer. You know, that's probably the equivalent of a team being a hundred point favorite in football. Right. When you and, and you know what, I, I I I firmly believe it's not the USA's job. It's not the women's team job not to score goals.
0: It's the other team's job to stop. Totally agree. I, but, uh, like, but you're, You made the exact right point, which is I know you want to grow the game. I know you want as many countries involved as possible, but it's just not a competitive match to put those two teams on the same pitch and pretend it's the World Cup. That wasn't the World Cup. That was an embarrassment of, of the disparity between – how serious and developed the U.S. women's national team is versus how far Thailand has to come. And I don't know if Thailand needed to be there to learn that lesson. They already probably knew it before they got off the bus. And then there's my question,
1: growing the game. I want to know how many many people in Thailand watched that
0: game. And also, how are they feeling tomorrow about playing soccer? Now, I bet there's 95 who watched it, and of those 95, nine are like, I'm never playing soccer. And one is like, I'll show them in 10 years. (laughs) And hopefully, you know... In 100 years, or 50 years, or 30 years, or even 10 years, or maybe one year, Thailand will drub the United States and and get back because some kid put a chip on their shoulder starting yesterday. But chances are nobody gained anything from that exercise in futility yesterday. Besides the United States working on their gold dancing stuff, which, by the way, I watched a very competitive game today between France and Norway, and... I don't like that the USA's first game was such a laugher because they're probably ripe. I'm not saying they're not going to get out of the round, but they're definitely ripe to not win this thing.
1: Yeah, and I think if they don't win that thing, they just look like a bunch of fools. And that's the on thing, the other hand, when you're trying to grow the game, good, bad, or otherwise, there's no such thing as bad press. If they win that game 5 to nothing yesterday, we're not talking about it right now. It's been all over everything.
0: That's fair. Um, that's fair. And I will say this, last thing on this. They do deserve to get paid as much as the men's national team. And here's why. Because they're here, and we're talking about them being too good. The men's team couldn't even make the World Cup last year. They were the third largest country in the world, couldn't get past Costa Rica, couldn't get past a a bunch of Caribbean nations with populations smaller than New York City as a whole country. We're the third biggest country in the world. Can't even qualify. So, yeah, you know what? And the women's team also... Sells a lot of seats here in the country. Gets good ra- gets good ratings. Wrong. That's not. I'm definitely not wrong. In the World Cup. Absolutely, I'm not wrong.
1: If you put a U.S. men's national team game, um, a game they play in major stadiums. I have seen. I have been at a women's world, a women's na- U.S. women's national team game at FAU in Boca. That is the third sold out.
0: Yeah, but Boca sucks.
1: You put that men's team there, the stadium sold out. It's probably a Dolphin stadium. I don't, I, like...
0: Nah, I, I, here's I, thing. i don't. I don't, I don't mean they like play friendlies. That, but, I don't mean friendlies. I'm talking about if it's a World Cup game, are people going to the bar? Is it a World Cup game, are people selling it out? Is a World Cup so who, game? Who, 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 so,
1: how much money does the Men's World Cup generate versus the Women's World Cup?
0: Not even close. I'm not talking about the World Cup, though. I'm talking about the U.S. men's national team, which didn't even make the World Cup. Yep. So, so they suck. So my point is, I have no problem with the women making the same amount as the men because one team is mediocre to crap, and one team is unfortunately thumping Thailand. So they should both get whatever crap salaries they get, but it should be equal because guess what? I don't really care about a team that can't even make the World Cup out of CONCACAF. I just don't. And that's the yeah, men's oh, team. I mean, I men's team's that, I a joke. Think. Men's team's a joke. And until they're not a joke, the women should make the exact same amount of money. No questions. No questions asked. They're doing nothing I for the brand. They're doing nothing for the brand.
1: who's paying for it? Who's generating more money? The men are paying, paying for it TV either. The men's team is generating more money.
0: They're both losing money. They're, they're not. Yeah, I don't. They're not. They're not making money. We're paying like the people donate money. The U.S. like it, it's they make money off of sponsorships because people want to go drink and watch soccer. No one can name one guy on the men's team right now. Landon Donovan's retired.
1: See, I don't. I, I but you say the bars and all things like that. I don't think any of that money is going to the to the to the to the U.S. Soccer Federation.
0: that's no, fair. But my I, I guess my point is. Is there a national consciousness around the women's team that's actually, at this point, more so than the men's team? Yeah, there is.
1: Well, I mean, okay, so... And I know it's different. I know we're talking World Cup versus domestic leagues. But if you're basing it off the domestic leagues, like, the the, what's the... uh, Major League Soccer versus National Women's Soccer.
0: Oh, those, those aren't even close. I'm not, like, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not... Pro sports leagues are completely different than the national team. Completely
1: different. And this is, this is the other thing. Like, I, I don't know as much about soccer. But I know, like, when the U.S. Olympic guys, U.S. Olympic men's hockey team were going versus U.S. Olympics, Olympic women's hockey team, the right. money wasn't that much different. The, be, the difference is the guy, like, the money you're making on the World Cup by actually playing in the World Cup is nothing compared to what you're making elsewhere.
0: No question but for the but for like the women they make no money in their professional league either because it's fledgling at best so they really need that money to be equal because they can actually maybe pay some bills that's all
1: i mean i, I don't i don't disagree completely i'm just basing it on like soccer's the real the weird thing especially when when it comes to national teams i bet you the men's concacaf makes more money than the women's based on attendance, based on sponsorship. The Men's World Cup, it's a global game. So even though it's not sponsoring here, it's not huge here. It's huge worldwide. And that many money is going towards the Men's World Cup in that organization, you
0: know? Right, but the men's team didn't make the World Cup. So, like, they should... I I, I get it, but, like, okay, so Tunisia doesn't make it either, but Tunisia gets money. Like, I get that, like, the communism part of it. Like, they're men, so they get the money because they're men, but they didn't even make the World Cup. So they're a joke. So... I'm okay with the, the plight. Now, the fact that they're saying we wanted to win thirteen and nothing potentially to get publicity, as people would pay us, that's a whole other podcast. And you know, we'll see how they do in this tournament because I think that right now they have to win the tournament to have any shot at being yeah, anything it, but it, wrestling it, heels. It, right it, now, they're I, full I wrestling say, heels. I, right I, now, I have no problem with them going up, th-
1: beating in thirteen nothing. I have no problem with them celebrating every goal like it was the you know their their best goal ever but if they do not win this tournament this comes that's a
0: very bad look a huge bad look that's we can 100% agree there so we agree on three things uh, the bruins choked choked it up pretty bad tonight had a great run it's, it's okay to beat your opponent 13 nothing in soccer but you better win the darn tournament if you do Yep. all right but oh and homestead rescue Great show!
1: <laughs> Terrible show. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I was just trying to find the most random thing to put on my television.
0: Oh, well, you won! I mean, you've, talk about who won the night. You found the Homestead Rescue buddy, so that's good work.
1: Also, I don't know what your uh, listenership is up to nowadays, but it may be the most publicity Homestead Rescue has ever gotten
0: Well, either that, or I'll do a cross promotion with them, and I'll get promoted from them. So, either way. Oh,
1: also, also, one more thing. There was a commercial early on that Bruins game for some new movie with The Rock. And it looks like it could be a crossover, not an actual crossover, but it could be Bad Boys 3 combined with Fast and the Furious. Oh no, it is.
0: It's um it's called Hobbs and Something.
1: Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, like and it's that. it's
0: two guys who are literally characters in Fast and the Furious with their own like sp- spin-off movie.
1: Okay. Okay. It looked a lot like Bad Boys 2 also.
0: Right, well basically it is, because it's a buddy, a buddy cop movie from Fast and the Furious but it's only two of them so yeah you know
1: okay just it's uh off the grid savings they're using their own water for the sprinkler system saving
0: $1,844 it only cost them 156 bucks to put in the sprinkler system that's a win right there win win alright hey man I'll talk to you soon good work on this congratulations to the Blues and their fans good for you guys first ever cup God bless you and uh and that's, that's Andy Mason saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Later guys. All right. Ladies and gents, as promised, uh, Cindy Harrington and Aaron O'Neill calling from Dorchester, the mean <laughs> streets of Boston in a somber place. I'm guessing tonight. Let me yeah. start off here. First of all, hello to you both, but, um, there was a St. Louis blues fan by himself at the bar you were at in Dorchester. Give me that story first. Oh,
2: he had a friend or two. He, he was across the bar from us. He's, living in boston he's been in boston for a long time and he's been to that bar he goes to that bar a lot so i've seen him before i knew he was gonna be there and i hated him the whole way but i kind of felt like you know what by the end of it i mean the whole way along i wanted to punch him in the face but by the end of it i was kind of like you know what i get where you're coming from and we've kind of stolen a lot from st louis so i i felt happy for him though i also felt rageful
0: yes First of all, I think he just made a really good point, which is we have stolen a lot from St. Louis. Yes,
2: yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, and I mean, you know, you can't forget about 2004 when we swept it. We didn't even give them a fucking break. Right. a guys. By the
0: way, can. it's 11 o'clock at night. Not you guys and the uh, the listeners. It's 11 <laughs> o'clock. At, it's 11 o'clock at night, listeners. The Bruins <laughs> just lost the Stanley Cup. We're probably gonna get some f bombs <laughs> from the ladies. Uh, couple, Aaron couple has warned only. me that she's probably prone to doing it. First time on the show, so family podcast <laughs> rules are rescinded. This is not a family podcast from here on out. Yeah, no, you've been warned. Yeah, yeah. sorry. And I've already yelled at Andy Mason about women's soccer, which I did not think I was going down that wormhole tonight. So, <laughs> I mean, the game seven brings out emotions. But anyway, back to St. Louis. Absolutely wrecked them to break the 86-year curse until tonight. The last St. Louis championship contested by each of their sports, including their dumb football team, that left um, all our losses to Boston. So, you know, yes, the Cardinals owned the Red Sox back in the '60s, but like that was 50 years ago, which is the last None time the that. last time the Blues were in the Cup finals and they played the Bruins and got worked for nothing. Then, so. Good for them for exercising some of their Boston demons. It sucks that it was our expense. It was like when the Eagles beat the Pats, and I have friends in Philly, and I, I, I was okay with the Eagles winning a Super Bowl in the in the world, but it really yeah. chapped me that they beat Patriots to do it.
2: Right, yeah. And that's kind of how uh, what we were saying on our walk home is yeah. that like, you know, you go into this knowing one team's going to win, one team's going to lose, and I really know that we've been spoiled to death. Boston wins everything, that's how everybody feels, but you kind of, I watched the Bruins all season, and I kind of really seen what they've gone through, and the changes they've made, and Tuca had a really off period during the season, and then he really, like, got locked and loaded during the playoffs, and I just, you think that they're going to go in and win it, and I just understand that somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose, but it, by the time it went to 3-0, I I was like, "Oh man, that's it. I guess." Yeah, you know, and you really kind of two nothing. You think anything could happen? Anything can you happen to nothing. Totally in the agree. Day, they, they they go up three to one, and we just turn it out and win four to three. And you you have this feeling that anything could happen when you go up four nothing. That's it. That's Game's it. over. Yeah. yeah. And
0: by the way, the final was four to one. Yep. Yeah. Which and, Andy and Maslin called when it was two nothing. He's like, "This is gonna be four to one." And oh he, wow. He he's really good. I mean, the guy played a lot of hockey, you know, obviously, and he, he knows. Did. Yeah. He knows what's going on, but he was like, "This is gonna be four to one," and then the third goal came, and I'm like, "He's probably right."
2: It's just so hard to with like hockey, especially. You just it's constant effort. It's constant games, like so many games over the course of the year, and it's just such a minute. You know, chance that you actually make it to this specific game, and it's such a bummer that. You know, like Aaron said, someone has to win, someone has to lose. Uh, We were on the losing end tonight; just a bummer. I will say, can I just say really quickly (laughs) that uh, I didn't care about Jordan Jordan Biddington one way or the other until his presser the other night. Yeah, he was like, oh, oh, oh. And the guy asked about his the second goal that Carlo hit, and he was like, oh, did you see the puck? Did you see a bounce? And the guy was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, good eye. You know what? Forget you, Jordan Bennington, and I would have used a different F word if it wasn't a family pod.
0: But <laughs> no, I was go in for this, at the
2: end of this game, I was like, you know what? I just want to see Bennington not get the shutout. And I'm glad he didn't get the shutout because you know what? He needs to eat his own words a little bit. Yeah.
0: Do you guys want to hear an outlandish prediction on the future of his career?
2: Yes. Done.
0: No, and I'm, I'm embellishing a little bit, but David Tyree. enjoy it Jordan because this was it
2: yeah I really agree with you because you know what the kid was not that good this series I think he was incredible this game the kid was lights out he saved something in his basical armpit yes wait that's a medical
0: term good job
2: I mean I would like to say that in his axillary I found that puck but Uh, Everything, I mean, the kid was good this game. He was. Every other game this series, I did not feel like he was this shutout. And unfortunately for Tuca, he was the better goaltender, but I don't see him being like a shutout, lights-out, somebody that you talk about forever goaltender.
0: You talking about Biddington? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. And so, yeah, you look at a guy like Biddington and, you know, there's still not a ton of tape on him. I mean, he's, he's been in the league long enough now. Where people know him. But the other thing that really helped them out tonight was five-on-five five, basically the entire game. And we talked about yeah, this exactly. with Andy, but coming into the game, Eddie Olczyk said the same thing. He said the Bruins have been the better special teams operation, and the Blues have been superior 5v5. And there was one penalty. Bruins didn't score on it. And the rest put their whistles in their pockets. And honestly, the guys, both teams, skated much cleaner and much less chippy than the first six games. Because they know what's at stake. They know one power play and you're totally effed. Which
2: I was kind of surprised about because Baruby had something to say about that in between games six and seven where he was like, you know, uh, some of our players weren't as physical because they were worried about penalties and I thought they were going to unleash and just kind of like nail us and they didn't. And unfortunately, we had control of the game in the first period and that penalty came up and we were all over them and Bennington shut us down and that was kind of. The writing on
0: the wall at that point. Yeah, and it's yeah. pretty much one of those series where um once he got comfortable, just like in game five, a little bit, a little bit like that in game, I think, two four, excuse me. Once he got comfortable, yeah. it was just real tough. You know, yeah. real tough to score on him. So, I mean, what you know, what did you guys think? Overall, I mean, it, it's amazing to make it to the last game. Winning yeah. game six in St. Louis was huge. Certainly, I thought they could have been... <laughs> honestly, they were in a lot of trouble against Toronto after Game 5. Oh, yeah. Um, so, really playing with house money all the way here to the end in some ways. because you But you avoid the Caps. You avoid the Penguins. You avoid the teams you the can lightning. never beat. The Lightning. Get absolutely chumped yep. round one. And it's right there for you. And like you guys alluded to, it's been six years since your last appearance. It's been... Eight since they won it, and before that it was 1972. So you just don't get a lot of looks at this thing. Yep, 100. Um, so obviously it's gonna be raw for the, for the next couple of days. But looking back, rating this team on other teams that you guys have enjoyed in your lifetimes specifically, where do you got them?
2: I felt good about this team compared to 2011. I really, I I think the concern with this team I had about about this year versus 2011 was. There was a lot of like, oh, well, Grizzlick is healthy, we could sub him in. Oh, Wagner's arm is better, we could take Atari out. It was a little bit like, there were moving puzzle pieces, and and Backus was taken out last game, and who came in and scored the goal? That was that was a perfect. Oh, sub- Koolman, to- yeah, Coolman, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like uh, there was a little more of that this series, I, in this whole. Post season, that I yeah 2011 yeah. felt a lot more like these are your players period end of sentence and <laughs> I, I, yeah. I I felt like this season was a little more like, of like mix and match yeah 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 but I I do like that they you know I think um they describe themselves as kind of like a family and that they've been through a lot together and they had a really good bond and I I feel as though they have the same level of bond as back in 2011, which I think is why they were such a special team. I think that's why they made it so far. And that's why it's just so disappointing that they couldn't really just clinch it tonight.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because it's definitely – go ahead, think.
2: Sorry. No, I I might be jumping the gun here, though. But I, I think my concern overall for next season is you now have Charis 42, and I've said to Cindy a thousand times in this playoffs, of course I love Chara, and I've got a T-shirt, I've got a Chara shirt, and I, I recognize what he's done for this club. And but this postseason, and I'm going to take probably some heat for this. He just seemed like he was skating in cement, and he couldn't clear the zone on regular plays and power plays, and I just, and then. Bergeron's getting old and, you know, Marchand, I don't, I love the kid. I think he is fast and smart, but he, he kind of had a hang, big mistake tonight. Yeah. For that he, second goal. Yep. And he kind of does that a lot and he just hangs onto the puck for a long time. And I just, where are we going from here and who's our leadership and who's left? And Krejci uh, did nothing, nothing. 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 So what now? The only
0: time yeah. his name was called tonight was when he got kicked out of the face-off.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. And I was like, "Oh yeah, Krejci. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> like nothing. Right? He and, had an no,
2: he had a, an open look in the first period. He yeah. could have put us up one nothing, and he didn't.
0: And think about how great he was in eleven. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. my God, he was. Different and again, it
0: was eight years ago. It was nine years ago. Like, of course, he's. You know, he was probably twenty three then. Time he's thirty one now. now. It's yeah, it's tough. Yeah. No, I agree. I think the core you had five or six guys, I believe maybe five that were on that that 11 team, and you know I think obviously probably a 13 team as well. I mean, the good news is if you can have this kind of depth and guys like Chara can become your you know he's still great in the penalty kill for the most part, but you know second maybe maybe he's now like a third line defenseman instead of a first line defenseman and gets through the last two years of his contract. But yeah, you got to eventually get new blood. You know you got to get new blood. You gotta some point, they're to have to bite the bullet again, probably, and get bad if they can get good draft picks. I mean, it's, it's a whole thing you don't want to have to do.
2: Yeah, right, right. That being said, I think it was huge for Carlo and McAvoy and Coyle and all those guys to play in this whole postseason with these guys who are experienced and who could talk to them the whole way. I mean, I think we do have a lot of... Young guys that are doing a lot of really good things. I just, I just wonder: are we going to have to like wait another season or two before we, before we really explode Make another Cup run? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and I think probably, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Um, also, these these things take a lot out of guys too, right? Like. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, the, the blues, the, the blues too. I mean, there's no guarantee the blues are going to be good next year, or it could have been the Blackhawks, even. Like even the Blackhawks when they were so good. They won like every yeah. other year because it takes a yeah. lot it takes a lot out of you to go to June 12th when right. you know certain teams have been done, you know, the Canadians who are terrible and always the worst. They've been done since like April 1st. So yeah, right. they just and got a 3 up month again head in start. Right. Yeah. So they just got a 3 month head start on getting better, getting rested, getting hungry, and and I would not trade places with the Canadians for anything for a million reasons, but uh, they'll, they'll good poutine up there. But that's about it. Um it, Strong poutine, yes. You know, and really, you know, that Molson, Molson-Golson is, you know, moonshine and all that. But but anyway, I digress. <laughs> I'll drink it. I digress. But, yeah, so it's tough. So, I mean, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to hit? Like, I know you guys are actually taking this really well.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's I had sunk in well, on either of us let yet. Let me put it this way. This game was so... I, I have been... <laughs> watching my mouth and I'm not gonna right now. I this game was so shitty for so long that I had a full third period to swallow this loss.
0: Yeah, right. Right. You you already knew. I know, I know. Yeah,
2: I mean I could see the you know, you could tell what was coming. So I I had a lot but I will say though that like yeah, the defense wasn't great, but Tuca has been better than this, and he wasn't that good. And I don't want to make this a referendum on Tuca because this postseason, he was Yeah, great. They this don't, whole yeah. Series, this whole series, they stayed. Game seven happened, yeah, exactly, because of Tuca. Yeah, but he was not the Tuca we've seen tonight. It was a bad day to have a bad day, and also the defense looked like trash the whole series too, which is not Tuca's fault.
0: Right? I mean, it's not good when Pierre is asking Cassidy like in Game five or six one of his throwaway questions in the middle of the period you where know, the TV timeout and he said well we have trouble clearing the defensive end that's our biggest weakness like it's not good when like one of the most fundamental things a hockey team needs to be good at yeah. the head coach on television is being like well everybody knows we suck at this Yeah. and Which, the Blues are awesome at forechecking dudes and making them make mistakes so really shitty matchup to use your word <laughs> <laughs> thank you many
2: many thanks <laughs> But for real, like, the truth of the matter is that clearing the puck, I think if you want to just, like, boil it down to one thing, if I could think of one thing, clearing the puck on trashy defensive, when you're trying to protect the defensive zone and they have plenty of room to clear it on, on penalty kills, and I don't want to throw it back to Chara, but like there were so many times where I was like, did Chara literally just like toss that barely at the corner, and they just were like into center ice? Yeah, yeah. I mean there was a lot of times where they set the other and this isn't just the Blues series. This Correct. whole this whole postseason, they set the other team up multiple times by not
1: clearing the puck.
0: Yeah, and I mean they almost they almost bailed themselves out. You know, like they almost got there. But you're right. I mean. You play, with, you play with fire that many times, and you get the wrong matchup, wrong team. A team that's basically built to counterattack because they're not as good as anybody. I mean, again, they're the champions. I'm not – but, like, their move is four-check, make a mistake, pucks on net, cycle the puck, use Dave Portnoy language, you know. Right,
1: and that's right, what they right. do. They
0: win ugly, but they win, and they're the champs. So, right,
1: right. I, I mean, you
2: win four games to three. It's an even matchup, but you deserve to win.
0: right. right. Right, exactly, exactly And also, I already used this stat on the pod But they overcame being the only Stanley Cup champion To never, or sorry, to not have a winning playoff record at home Because they were dominant on the road
2: Yeah Which one's wild Wild. 10-3 on the road Yeah Yeah. Not for nothing, but the Blues were, what, last place in January? Yeah December, I think, right? Yeah I mean, they, they, they turned the Whole season around you could, it was basically like faded. I mean, yeah. even with Layla, the little girl, oh, yeah. who's just like, I
0: it's know, I'm really like happy man. for her. Yeah, I mean, out of true. all of this,
2: it felt good like for way, her, it felt like, good for that kid 100%. to have this memory. Yeah, uh, that's you know, that actually makes this a lot easier for all of us. It, it felt think. like the whole thing was a little faded. Yeah. So, it's,
0: and I'm not yeah. trying to like. Well, you have that. the other guy who Super bet four hundred dollars on the Blues to win, and. He won a hundred thousand dollars tonight, but it, oh, really? Yeah, but oh people people kept offering him money for the ticket to like hedge his bet, and he kept not hedging yeah. his bet. And as soon as like that guy decided he wasn't going to hedge his bet, they were destined to win because like good it was good karma, you know.
2: Good yeah. for that guy. Yeah, because yeah, he gets the
0: money and the cup. What a what a what a what a guy, you know. What a guy! I can't even never win. Wished. I can't even never win a dollar on a free scratch ticket from Cindy's parents, and this guy gets a hundred grand <laughs> and the first cup in the history of the Stanley Cup Blues. St. Louis Blues. They're both now the Stanley Cup Blues. Never,
2: never wished so much that I uh, bet against the Bruins. Yeah.
0: Right. Seriously. Oh man, I should. I should have literally bet a zillion dollars on the. Uh, I, I should have bet. Five dollars in the Blues so to win. Good. Bruins would have won in four, no question about it.
2: Exactly. I guess next season it's we're we're rooting against whoever.
0: I'm going to bet on every other team in the league to win the Stanley Cup next year, besides the Bruins, which means I win no matter what. They got a
2: lot to make up for, so I'm calling the Lightning yeah.
0: right now. Oh, the Ninger coming back strong. I was actually in Tampa last night, um, and man, was it quiet. But. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people out in Tampa love the Ning and I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I would love to get down there for another game. I went to a game there once and uh not a bad atmosphere for Tampa Bay, Florida for hockey, so Oh I bet. I would love
1: to
2: though. Let's
0: go. Let's go. All right guys, book it. Filibuster uh,
2: freestyle field trip. We like those. Alliteration.
0: Alliteration <laughs> aside, it's a great idea.
2: Yeah. Um all right, well
0: anything else guys? <laughs>
2: I think I think that'll do it now. We need to go wallow in our sorrow. No, now I would like to put myself to sleep with medications. Yeah, <laughs>
0: this is the part where it goes from denial, which is the first stage, yeah, yeah, to anger yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: and in the first stage of grief.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, free Freestyle, thanks Aaron and Cindy. Guys, stick around for a second. We'll say goodbye off air, but to everybody else, we're sorry for the language. we saved it until the end of the pod. And um Guys, any predictions of the women's World Cup? Oh,
2: USA times a million!
0: It better be, because they times put 13. A, <laughs> USA times thirteen. Hopefully, my hope, my hope for them is that they don't need that one goal, and maybe if they would saved five or six from the drubbing, then maybe they would have had them in the Arsenal. That's all.
2: Alex Morgan's got ya.
0: I hope so. All right, ladies. Well, we'll we maybe we'll come back and do a World Cup uh, review <laughs> Love in, a, it. in about a month's time. What the hell? Why not? <laughs>
2: Love
0: it. Why not? All right, everybody who's listening, have a good night. Sorry, bees fans. Congrats to the Blues. One Blues fan listening in Dorchester, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you next hockey season. We
1: hope so.